0: Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim and Jules and you're listening to The Making of an Incredible MD Podcast by halad to health
1: Last season we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations.
2: So we've talked about the GAMSAT and we've talked about the interviews. So now on to the next step. This season we're talking all things getting ready for med school.
0: We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like and much more. So stay tuned and get ready to
2: get
0: get med med ready. Hey everyone, it's Gabby here, just popping in very briefly at the beginning of this episode to let you know about a cool new initiative, Halada, starting. It's a newsletter that gets sent to your inbox every week called Upcoming in the Med Space. It is jam-packed full of tips and resources to help support you on your med journey. It has a whole section for opportunities like volunteering and paid jobs in the health space, as well as recommendations on free resources and events to help you upskill before and even during med school. It is a really cool resource that I highly recommend checking out. So click on the link in the show notes to sign up and let us know what you think. Hey everyone, welcome back to the next episode of Making of an Incredible MD podcast, This episode is all focused on working during medical school. But before we get started, Krim, did you want to do an acknowledgement of country?
1: Yes, I will. Um, So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are meeting today. For us, that is the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. I'd like to pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging.
0: Perfect. Thank you. So we will just start with some busting some misconceptions around working in med school. So lots of people say you can, some people say you can't. What's the go, Jules? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think a really big misconception is definitely that you can't have a job during a med school at all. Um, I think the unis generally kind of tend to follow that line of um, thinking as well. They definitely recommend that you avoid working, um, but I do think that that is a misconception. Um, All three of us worked for at least part of the year this year, and we were fine. Mm. Um, You obviously need to be realistic about how much you can work. You probably can't work like 35 hours a week, Mm. Um, but you definitely, if you need to work to, for example, support yourself, it's definitely possible. Um, and you just need to be a little bit organized and plan your work when you can't, like when you don't have uni. Um, and yeah, it's manageable for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you guys reckon are some other misconceptions <laughs> that get thrown around?
1: <laughs> um, I think one that gets thrown around is that whatever job you have to have has to be related to medicine or healthcare. And I really just don't think that's quite the case. Um, you obviously want to find work that you enjoy. But most people are out at a point in their um, life where sometimes it's just necessary for them to find a job if it's not necessarily the job that they want to continue later down the line. For example, I this year worked in retail, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the episode. Um, and you know, I don't necessarily want a career in retail, but it's just the job that I needed to have this year. Um, but yeah, you don't necessarily have to find something medicine related. If you want to, obviously kudos to you. Um, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think the recommendation that unis generally give is work maximum seven hours per week. Um, but yeah, as Jules said, it's it's up to you however much you can work and you're you've got to find that sweet spot that's enough for you to be able to support yourself and obviously um not cause you too much stress financially but also not too much that um you can't fit in time for study. Mm-hmm. so you mm. just got to find that sweet spot
1: and that you can't fit in time for socializing and also mm. having time off yeah that's um true. because yeah as i'll talk about in a sec that was definitely something that i struggled <laughs> with personally
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, did you want to start us off, Karim then, um, telling us about your experience?: <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, so um,
1: at the start of this year, uh, when you know things were relatively normal and there weren't lockdowns, um, I was working in retail on weekends, quite long hours, usually nine hours each day, Saturday and Sunday. I was then also tutoring during uni, typically between my lunch breaks. Um, so I'd find like an hour or two to do some tutoring. Um, I then later got involved into HALAD and on top of that, I had to deal with med school. So I think I sort of got into the sprint rather than marathon mindset and I (laughs) thought that I could keep it going, but it, it got very overwhelming very quickly, especially with work, having to work, you know, 20 hours a week, um, on average Uh, in the first couple of weeks got overwhelming very very quickly because I just found that I had no Mm downtime, and you know I was trying to fit in exercise on top of that um, as well as time to socialize with my friends and it got very overwhelming so Mm -hmm. what ended up happening is that I actually dropped the tutoring and I reduced my hours at work and I found that that balanced out with med school really really well um, because it also meant that I had time to socialize as well as finding time to um, stay fit and stay healthy and you know, do the things that I like to do that were outside of med school and outside of my, my work. Mm. Yeah. What How about many
0: you? hours did you drop down to?
1: Yeah, so I dropped down to about one day a week, um, mm. which was roughly nine nine hours. Mm. Um, and that way I had at least one day every week off. Um, including some days at uni you would also just have off just because like maybe there were no lectures that day or no labs or shoots. Um so I at least had one day off every week, which I found quite manageable. It was really, really good. It was good sort of reset for yeah. me personally.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And what about you, Jules? Um, so I guess for me, I started off the year... Um, I started the year unemployed, actually, because I moved uh, across the city for Melbourne Uni because I used to live in the sort of southeastern suburbs. Um, and I guess just to be, like, really... Um, Detail oriented. I was about, I think, $100, $150 short of my budget weekly, just based off Centrelink and stuff for how much I needed to um, make for rent and stuff like that. Um, and so it was just really, initially, it was very stressful because it was quite hard getting a job that was going to allow me, give me few enough hours that I could manage med, but also enough so that I could like make the money that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I started off tutoring and I was doing that a couple days a week. Um and then I got really lucky that I got a job one day a week at a cafe and that was pretty much perfect for me because it just gave me sort of like that flexibility that I had a little bit more income um but it wasn't sort of you know too much that it was overwhelming um with that said like It definitely was a little bit hard with the tutoring kind of as Karim mentioned, because I had to fit it in whenever we'd have gaps at uni and it meant that I didn't really get any breaks. And so it meant that those days where I was tutoring were really tiring and I Mm. sort of would find myself like dreading them. Like I would be like, oh, I have to tutor tomorrow, even though like I typically used to quite enjoy tutoring. Obviously, all that completely went by the wayside when COVID happened, because none of those things were feasible for me to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's for before then. And um, I think for me, like a really big thing that I was worried about is before, before starting med in undergrad, I worked quite a lot. I worked something like anywhere from 20 to 40 hours a week, depending on the week. Um, and it meant that while I was in undergrad, I never had any flexibility to do things last minute because I was always at work. If I hadn't sort of like asked for the time off ahead of time, I was working. And I was kind of worried going into med and having like a job where I would be working sort of say several nights or something. That like, if there would be last minute social plans or like last minute, you know, revision sessions, that kind of thing that I would have to constantly miss out. So for me, it was kind of important to find a job that was, you know, one day a week in the weekend during the day where I felt like I could just plan ahead for that. But with that said, that also meant that I was giving up a full day of study, which doesn't work best for everyone. So, Mm. you know, I think it's a bit different for everybody, but you have to think ahead about what's gonna work for you if you are in a position where you can kind of pick and choose.
0: Mm. But what
2: about you, Gabby?
0: Yeah, so I worked in hospitality as well. mainly nighttime work which suited me really well because I study my best in the morning Um, so I could just spend the nights doing work which I wouldn't normally get good study done after 6 p.m anyway so that suited me quite well. I would generally work anywhere between three and ten hours a week ish um, really dependent on the time of year and obviously how much they needed me Um, And then I was also doing tutoring with Halad and private tutoring. So that would be anywhere between 1 and 10-ish hours as well, I guess. Again, depending on the week and how close we were to GAMSAT. (laughs) That definitely changed it. Um, And then I had volunteer work on the side as well, which obviously wasn't paid. But um, just to give you a perspective of how much work you could be doing, I was doing uh, three hours every fortnight at the Royal Women's Hospital and then a couple extra hours for Halad here and there. So obviously that's um, quite a bit, but it is very seasonal as well. You know, often what would happen if the restaurant needed me a couple of hours a week extra, I wouldn't do as much tutoring. So you just balance it out a bit. Um, but I do recommend finding a job that did suit you. For example, that restaurant job suited me really well. And tutoring suits most students, mm-hmm. I think. Like it's a good job to get into, whether it's tutoring uh, high school students in a subject that you did well in or, you know, GAMSTAT tuition, if that's something that you're interested in, whatever it may be, um, because you can make your hours for that and you can decide how much or how little you want to do. Um, as well as, you know, often there's students that go to the same uni as you, so you can meet there. Or at the moment, I do all mine on Zoom, which I really like because I can do them in my pyjamas at home, which is great. <laughs> so find a job that that enables you to really get the most out of your days um, and isn't a burden as well.
1: Try to find a job as well that has flexible hours. Mm -hmm. I think that really, really helped in terms of my work. They were very... Acknowledging of the fact that I was quite busy at uni and so I might need a week off, for example, and they'd yeah. be okay with that. I think mm. it's very difficult when you find a job that is not accommodating of that mm. um, because it can it can easily lead to burnout, I would yeah. say. And
0: you, and you want to be going to a supportive workplace where they yeah. understand your commitments. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if you've got a casual or part-time job outside of university, it's probably not going to be your priority. Mm. Um, which might be difficult for some places to understand, but if you can find a place that understands and will support you um, in wanting to achieve um, your goals, then then hold on to them. I found I was lucky enough to find a workplace first year undergrad, and I haven't let them go. So <laughs> so just hold on to them um, and yeah, work with them. Yeah.
1: And that's coming back to the fact that um, or the the misconception that you have to find a place. Or work associated with medicine and healthcare. Often mm. those places won't be very accommodating mm. um, with hours. They'll most likely want you to do a set number of hours per week, mm. um, and so that's where like finding retail or hospitality work can be really, really good because mm. with shifts work, you can often get it covered by someone else.
2: Yeah, that's true. and I think it can also be a little bit tricky if you've um, if you're actually looking for work at the time that you start because obviously if you've been with an employer for a long time it's a lot easier to be like this year I'm going to be doing you know first year met I'm going to be really busy and I'd like mm. to cut down to one shift a week chances are if you've been working there for a long time and you're trained etc they'll happily keep you on for that mm. but um, if you're so what I found with a lot of the places that I was applying to was that they were looking for someone say 20-25 hours a week which mm. I knew that I just couldn't realistically commit to and it obviously was just unrealistic for me to expect them to change their requirements to fit me when I hadn't even started working there Um, so I definitely feel like you know it's just it's worth shopping around for a little bit if you can to try and find a place that is looking for the hours that you're able to give because otherwise it is going to be so stressful Mm. constantly being stuck between you know wanting to work as much as your work wants you to do and then also wanting to Keep on top of your study, keep on top of your uh, mental health, keep on top of everything else in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah.
1: And just as a quick tip to students who might be moving interstate for their studies and who are going to need to look for work, my biggest piece of advice would be to try and start early, um, because if you're trying to juggle starting med school with finding a job, with moving out, it's going to be a very stressful time. So try and find work early possibly even before you move Mm. um, would be a very good idea.
0: Yeah, I think um, the best way to get a job that starts in Jan or Feb is actually starting a bit earlier and getting a Christmas casual position. Mm -hmm. If you can, obviously that's not the case for many people, they can't move into state before Christmas, but um, Christmas casual jobs are really, really good way to sort of start to have formed that relationship and then tell them Mm -hmm. what requirements you need during university and hopefully
2: they'll be accommodating to that. And um, on that note, actually, I think all three of us definitely do this. Um, I think when you work, when you have so much to do during the year, it's a really good idea to try and work and save up over summer mm-hmm. because you know we do get two months off, and potentially, um, there's yeah, that during the holidays is just like such a good time because you can work full almost full time if you want to, and you can save up quite a bit of money, and then that money spread out across the year can probably get you by if you just can't work much or at all during the year. Like that's definitely. An alternative way of doing it that also kind of works
0: mm. also have a look into your specific universities scholarships and grants mm. programs there's a lot there it's often a really annoying process and very time-consuming process but it'd be worth it if you can get a couple extra thousand or hundred dollars um, to help you get through the year so that's definitely a tip to look that up and look it up early mm. because often their sort of applications close in like Jan or um, Feb so definitely mm-hmm. look into that
1: And maybe just as a last tip, try to figure out or try to find a job that you enjoy or a job that doesn't cause you a lot of extra stress, I think Mm. would be a really big tip. For example, with um, Gabby and I, tuition at Halard is something that we really enjoy. We love tutoring students. Um, It's something that we've enjoyed doing and it doesn't add a whole lot of extra stress, maybe a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) but not a whole lot of extra stress. And, you know, at retail, I I love talking to people. I enjoy talking to people. So even though it's not something I want to pursue as a career, I still enjoy it in Mm -hmm. general as a Mm -hmm. job
0: low stress you want to work in an environment that's sort of happy and you go to work and you have a good Mm -hmm. time so then you're not only just working for money but you're just Mm -hmm. de-stressing a
2: little bit at work and taking your mind off study as well for sure and like I feel like I just keep hammering on about this Mm -hmm. but you know just always try and just keep that perspective and just remembering that there's things outside of med Mm -hmm. and I feel like you know Working can be a really sort of like, it can make you feel really good about yourself. It's nice to earn money, it's Mm. nice to meet new people, it's nice to just be part of a workplace, be part of a team, at least I always really enjoy it. Mm. Um, And so yeah, I feel like there's no reason to give that up just because of med. Mm. Um, It's definitely manageable um, and it's definitely doable. So I would say if that's something that you kind of like keen to do but a bit worried about it, I would say do it. And you know, worst case scenario, if it gets unmanageable, you can always quit. Like Mm. you don't have to keep it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not working for you. Yeah, definitely, um, which leads very well onto our next point of, you know, picking your priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember that for most people, I would say study is going to be your biggest priority. Mm -hmm. So don't invest too much time in your work in terms of money Um, because, you know, if money is your concern, I think that comes later. But in terms of um, med school, it's really important to stay on top of your study because it can get overwhelming very quickly um, if you neglect that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and th- the last mm-hmm. thing as well is that like a lot of students um, sorry a lot of universities tend to discourage students from working we kind of mentioned that a bit at the start um, but oftentimes it is more manage more manageable than the universities make mm-hmm. it out to be mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes even universities can be somewhat understanding if you have to work mm-hmm. um, you know they're, they're a bit more accommodating mm-hmm. so Don't be afraid to get some advice about it from the university as well.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And with that, is there any other last tips we have? Mm. I think that's it. Just keep it in perspective, really. Keep it in perspective. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, thank you all for listening again to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week for the next episode.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Thank
2: you.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share, and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.